Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural healthcare practitioner who will show you alternative paths towards health with a holistic approach. Call in with your questions or comments at 888-235-7374. And now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Okay, good evening, good evening, good evening to those of you listening to our uh, program this evening, January 31, 2012, and hello to those of you listening to an internet archive within a few minutes of the show close or rebroadcast some other time. Great, you remembered us. Yes, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time here on Blog Talk Radio, and there is a link uh, for listening to the program on my website. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard, here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Now, uh, normally you can call into the program or send instant messages during the program, but tonight, because this is a rebroadcast and all week, you will not be able to do that. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Now, uh, tonight I'm doing a rebroadcast. All of these are from 2008, and it's the first one tonight is a rebroadcast. And yes, this is January 31st, 2012, of my Sharon inter uh, interview. She's the author of We Carry Each Other. And some of you may know her from the Care Prep pages. Um, uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, efforts that she and her husband make when it comes to, you know, helping grieving parents and things of that nature. Uh, then on tomorrow, Wednesday, February 1st, 2012, I will do a rebroadcast of my 2008 interview with Elijah Free, Apprentice to the Angels. Uh, he's a healer, and he talks about guidance uh, from angels, and he actually works with traditional med- medical uh, practitioners, surgeons, and what have you, uh, to help them when they're performing surgery and such. And then on Thursday, February 2, 2012, I will rebroadcast my 2008 program where I interviewed Ruth Frances Hoskins. Uh, she's the author of Dream Moments, and uh, she's a psychic, and uh, she talks a lot about uh, voice in your dreams, prophecy, and intuition. So, and I also want to remind you that February 7, next week, Tuesday, 2012, we will be live with Shayapa Tenzin Ringposh. Now, he's the only English, English-speaking Tibetan Lama, and he's the author of Living Fully, Finding Joy in Every Breath. He's a Buddhist spiritual leader. Okay, good enough. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Sharon Langshore, author of We Carry Each Other. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. Be well. WWDB, it's staff or management. Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist, Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner who will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. Call with your questions or comments at 610-664-4100. Now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist, Parthenia Izzard. 
Good morning to those of you listening to our live broadcast or live internet simulcast today, January 26, 2008. And hello to those of you listening to an internet archive within a few hours or some other time. This week will be our last WWDB broadcast. I am focusing on the internet uh, through Achieve Radio and Satellite Radio. Rodeo or radio. (laughs) Just go to my website to see where we are. Uh, we are simulcast on Achieve Radio. There is a link on my site um, where uh, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. With me, psychologist Parthenia Izard at WWDB 860 on the AM dial and simulcast on the Internet. Of course, the Internet, you will still be able to get us every Saturday. Uh, to call into the program, call 610-664-4100. That's 610-664-4100 or 866-472-6094. That's 866-472-6094. And, of course, you can send emails to us during the show to wellnessradio at amtherapies.com. Please, any problems with the Internet links, give me a call. On this program, we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products and issues, and we do it with the experts. Only try the therapies shared here, however, after consulting with your physician. Now, last Saturday, we did a rebroadcast of the Dr. Eldon Taylor interview, uh, a very insightful interview, and uh, he's the author of Choices and Illusions. Of course, if you missed that show, you can go to my website at www.amtherapies.com. Click on the Achieve Radio link to hear the show. For appointments with me and for general information, call 610-658-0135. That's 610 610- Six five eight zero one three five. Intuitive Monique Chapman visits every second Saturday of the month, so she will be here at the end of the program on February nine, two thousand eight, with Monique's moments. She will share her intuition about world affairs and callers' concerns. Now, remember, you can purchase the book I co-authored, One Hundred One Great Ways to Improve Your Health, on my site. Visit www.amtherapies.com to make that wonderful resource a gift to yourself and or a friend. Today, I'm speaking with Sharon Langshur, co-author of We Carry Each Other, Getting Through Life's Toughest Times, What to Say, What to Do, How to Care with Compassion. At the end of today's program, we will discuss the herb Kava Kava and Part 1 and 2 of the Asana Tadasana. As you know, we uh, do our Yengar's method of uh, yoga and we're now starting again at the beginning of the text. Uh, now it is time for our wellness news. Evidence, uh, scientific evidence of the significant anti-cancer effect of milk thistle. Science Daily. This was uh, this came out November 15, 2007. Recently, scientists demonstrated the anti-cancer effects of psilocybin, a major biologically active compound of milk thistle. Being widely used as a folk remedy for liver diseases, milk thistle is safe and well-tolerated, and it protects the liver from drug or alcohol-related injury. Silibinin is highly purified from milk thistle with a defined chemical structure and molecular weight. The study was carried out by Dr. Kekwin Hu and his research team at the University of California, Irvine. Dr. Hugh is a well-experienced research scientist and physician in the field of hepatology. He has published over 70 scientific articles in various medical professional journals, 
Many of the scientific research publications are focused on viral hepatitis B and C, cirrhosis and liver cancer, all of which have significantly, significantly contributed to our better understanding of common liver diseases. Now, Dr. Hugh and his colleagues' uh, discovery of psilocybin's anti-liver cancer effects was recently published. Uh, the researchers found that psilocybin can significantly reduce the growth of several human hepatoma cell lines. In addition, they demonstrated that psilocybin mediates anti-liver cancer effects by one, reduce cancer cell proliferation and cell cycle progression, two, enhance programmed death of cancer cells, and three, altered chromatin structure of the cancer cells. Their research results indicate that psilocybin can be used to prevent the development of liver cancer, one of the most common cancers worldwide. Uh, the results have also opened our minds to the possibility of testing other herbal supplements for possible treatment of human cancer. Okay, now I'll give you a little information here now about our guest, uh, Sharon Lineshire. Uh, she worked in pediatrics at Children's Memorial Hospital in Chicago. She has published numerous clinical research papers in human genetics, has taught medical school courses, and is the recipient of several excellent awards in pediatric research. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. And how are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Fine, thanks. And now, where are you? I am based in Chicago. Oh, okay. So now I guess it's a little chilly there. <laughs> <laughs> it is rather, but uh, I'm actually, I hail from Canada originally, oh, so I, I don't complain too much about the winters here. So how did you end up in the United States? We came, my husband and I moved to the United States about 20 years ago now for graduate school. We lived in all over the country, actually, and have really loved our time here. Okay, so you've jumped ahead a little bit to one of my questions, so I might as well go into it. How did you and Eric meet? Oh, we met back in Montreal midwinter um, through mutual friends. We oh. both hail from that area originally mm-hmm. and um, and connected you know, many, many years ago now, which is uh, kind of surprising to me to think through. Very nice. Okay, now how did you meet? Now, obviously, well, let me tell the, the listeners, the book, um, We Carry Each Other, is written by Eric Sharon Langshire and uh, Mary Beth Sammons. How did you connect with Mary Beth? Mary Beth uh, joined the, the company that Eric and I founded. Um, she joined us about two years ago, actually more than that now, maybe two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. because she was really struck by the service that we were providing through our company, and I'm happy to talk about that in greater detail. Mm-hmm. She approached us, actually. She was a journalist here in Chicago working for the Tribune, and she approached us to say, she was so struck by the service that we were offering that had been very instrumental in helping a friend of hers that she wanted to work for us. And so she had approached us, and then she came on board originally in a consulting basis, and the book project had been sort of brewing in Eric's mind for a while, and uh, the, the, together the three of us sort of took off on this project that has now resulted in the book We Carry Each Other. Okay, now, is the company you're talking about related to Care Pages? Yes, yep, okay. the company name is Care Pages. Okay, okay. Well, very good. We're, we're definitely going to talk a lot about that as we go on. Um, but I wanted to get all this uh, human interest uh, information first. Sure. Uh, now, you studied medicine, I'm assuming, from your bio. Yes. Uh, how did you, well, what got you into what seems to be more of a psychological uh, perspective on dealing with uh, patients, if you will? How did, how did that become important to you? 
Well, it's actually based on a personal experience, mm -hmm. uh, as is so often the case for people. I was working as a pediatric resident at Children's Memorial Hospital, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. when my oldest son was born. And shortly after birth, he was diagnosed with a very complex congenital heart defect. He ultimately ended up going through three open-heart surgeries in the first year and a half of his life. Mm -hmm. And the, I continued working for a little while, but the time period between his uh, first and second surgery was particularly difficult and he was very ill and I just decided at that point that it didn't make a lot of sense for me to continue working the hours that were required of a resident when I had a very sick infant at home and mm -hmm. I took a leave of absence and then in the interim the the concept for care pages uh, came to us and we then launched the business shortly thereafter okay now what is since we're already talking about that why don't you tell the listeners what Care Pages is all about? Sure. When Matthew was uh, diagnosed with his heart defect, uh, my and we knew that we were facing a first open heart surgery for him at three weeks of age. My brother, who was based out in San Francisco, was uh, he was an engineer. He offered to set up a web page for us. Now this was 1998, oh, wow. and the the idea of using the internet to communicate wasn't nearly as prevalent as it is now. And I remember saying to him, you know, that sounds fine, but I've got a lot on my plate. Don't bother me with the details. You go ahead and set this up. And he did. And he placed medical information about Matthew's very complex heart problem on the website. He would post updates from us. We would call him from the hospital, and he would put all of the information on this website. And he invited people to come and visit it. And it was amazing to us the, how this community of support grew up around this webpage so that by the time Matthew's last surgery came around and when he was about 18 months old, we had several thousand hits a day, you know, people visiting the site to try and find out what was happening with Matthew. And we, who you know, were often in the intensive care unit with Matthew and didn't have access to anything more than one payphone that was shared by 40 families, could only, only needed to place one phone call to Mark, my brother, and he would put the information online, and we could in turn print out the messages of support when we had the time and the inclination. Okay, I'm sorry. Hold that thought. Um, we're listening to, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. This portion of the program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies, now in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. Visit my website, www.amtherapies.com, and call our number for appointments, 610-658-0135. That's 610-658-0135. To hear us live on the Internet, click the link on my site. We'll be back with Sharon Langshire, co-author of We Carry Each Other, Getting Through Life's Toughest Times, What to Say, What to Do, How to Care with Compassion. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies at 610-660-7710 for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi life therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when alternative medicine therapies with psychologist Parthenia Izard is here to help? 
to contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation at 610-660-7710 and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. And don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard's radio program each Saturday morning at 9 on AM860 WWDB. Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, cold, flu, and other ailments. Listen to me, Parthenia Izzard, Saturday mornings at 9 for Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, Parthenia Izzard, Saturday mornings at 9, only on AM 860 WWDB. Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Now remember on my site, www.amtherapies.com, you can now preview and purchase the book I co-authored called 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, uh, my special chapters on naturopathy. Uh, remember William Penn's basketball team uh, and the things that I was telling you they are in need of. And this is William Penn High School in Philadelphia. Uh, There was actually an article in the Daily News about their team captain, Mark Allen, who is an outstanding uh, athlete as well as student and just a generally nice person. Um, Okay, we are talking with Sharon Langshaw, co-author of We Carry Each Other, What to Say, What to Do, How to Care with Compassion. Okay, uh, Sharon, you were giving us information about care pages. Yes. You want to pick up where you left off? Sure. I was sort of describing the origin of Care Pages and how it really stemmed from this this web page that my brother had created for us to use while my oldest son was um, undergoing several surgeries. We found that this this web page, which really gathered our whole community, not just of immediate family and close friends, but also uh, people who were, for example, friends of my parents and members of their church group and friends of my siblings and, you know, just distant relatives in Australia, for example, we didn't even really know that we had, people were able to connect through this web page to us and find out what was happening with our son Matthew and leave us messages of support without feeling as if they were intruding upon us in a really challenging time. And the tool was so powerful for us that after Matthew's last surgery, Eric and I really looked at each other and said, you know, this is something that we need to make available for other people. Well, I'm certainly glad that you did. It, it's a, a wonderful idea and um, something that has obviously touched um, an endless number of people. Um, when my son passed uh, in October and later I found out about this, I said, gee, that is a wonderful thing because it enables people to maintain a connection for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. People tend to come around and gather around at the beginning when everything is you know, happening were starting, and then they sort of fizzle out after a week or so after the burial or cremation. But it's, it's, uh, this gives people a way of connecting and continuing an ongoing kind of connection, which is very nice. Okay, um, now what inspired writing the book? Well, CarePages itself then, the company grew exponentially, really. We, we founded it eight years ago now, and we, we um, have made the service now available worldwide to the point that we actually have almost 3 million registered members in 190 different countries. So it's just it's it's just grown and been adopted in such a significant way. We recognize there is a huge need out there for this type of 
support during um, a significant health event. But in addition, people wrote us their stories. They often wrote emails to say thank you for the service and let me share what's been happening you know, in, in our lives. And these stories were so compelling, and particularly the volume of them was so compelling. We received in 2007, we received almost 300,000 email messages saying thank you and, and here's my story, that we pulled together a number of these stories and began to realize there was a recurring theme in many of them about what had helped people get through these really challenging times. And with Mary Beth's assistance, Eric and I pulled together these stories and compiled them and then took the practical learnings from them. So the stories themselves are incredibly uh, uplifting. But the practical lessons as well were very, very helpful. We often are in situations, uh, if it's not our, our, ourselves or our immediate family, of knowing friends who are going through significant health crises. And most people feel really uncomfortable in that setting. They're not sure what to say or what to do. Uh, oftentimes people feel, well, I should just leave that person alone and not bother them. They've got a lot on their plate or I just feel so uncomfortable that I don't know how to approach this person. And what we've hoped in this book is that we can provide some, in addition to some very uplifting stories, we can provide some very practical do's and don'ts to help people get through those uh, challenging situations, uh, helping people to care with compassion, as the book subtitle says. Right. Um, before we go on, could you just give the website address for Care Pages? Yes, it's www.carepages.com. And there are certainly links to purchase the book through major booksellers online through, from our website as well. Can you give a phone number for those who are not quite um, that in, uh, what is it, computer connected? <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a customer service number. Generally, it is there to assist people setting up a website if they are interested in establishing mm -hmm. a care page. Mm -hmm. um, that is certainly a possibility if people are interested. Generally, the service itself revolves around using the care page, which is a personalized private web page um, that allows a patient or a patient's family member to create this, this web page. They can customize it with photos, links to medical information, and then updates about the patient um, and you know, the ongoing practices. And, and it's been a very, just a fascinating experience for us to watch how this has evolved over the years. I think something else that's very nice about it is it keeps the people who are going through the crisis from having to repeat over and over mm -hmm. each step along the way what's going on, and especially if there's a loss, having to repeat over and over what the circumstances were. And I think that is a wonderful aspect of all of that. Um, and, I, and my understanding is that it's a free service. Absolutely, yes. We um, actually sell, we license our service to hospitals nationwide, they in turn provide the service for free to their patients. But even if somebody um, is in a hospital who a hospital that has not yet um, licensed our service, we still have a free site, we call it, so that anybody can create a care page at any time. And we have care pages now that have expanded to include thousands of community members. And I think what's really telling is that people often write to us and say that the emotional support they received from this community, sometimes of, of total strangers who've stumbled across their, their care page or been provided the link by other mutual friends and family, that that support has been so significant in the healing process. Well, now, is there any special um, information that people have to have when they're setting up the website or in order to set up the website? 
Not at all. We recognize that not everybody is as computer savvy as some, uh, myself included, and we have made the steps to create a care page as straightforward as we possibly can. There are really a series of five very easy-to-follow steps to establish a care page. We provide a lot of tips that help people use it to its fullest, fullest potential. And we have also, as I mentioned before, customer support staff that are very available at any time to assist with any problems along the way. Okay, now getting to your book, Sharon Langshire, um, We Carry Each Other. Uh, on your book, oh, in your book's introduction, you state that the stories therein are of, are of people who faced pain and sorrow head-on and of the people who have stood at their sides. Uh, together they find hope to move move through to transformation and new beginnings. Is there something or, or you want to elucidate on that for us? Well, I think that's exactly right. I think that patients, often anybody who's been in the situation of either being in the hospital or suffering a serious health problem, knows how isolating that that illness can be, whether it's isolating because of being in the hospital and away from your immediate family and friends, or just the nature of um, illness and the fact that people feel a lot of discomfort in approaching people who are ill, it is an, an extremely isolating occurrence. And what we found through the care page and then the tips that we have published in this book is that there are ways of rallying the community of support around a patient. So even if it's not involved in the care page itself, for example, there are ways of approaching a friend with uh, a serious health problem. And it can be things as simple as sending a note or leaving a voicemail message to say, I'm thinking about you. Mm -hmm. Right. It right. can certainly be much more than that, depending on the nature of your relationship and your level of comfort. Um, and it can be things such as you know, taking food over and or offering to do something to make that person's life easier, whether it's picking the kids up from school or taking the dog for a walk or mowing somebody's lawn or um, driving them to chemotherapy and keeping them company, for example, uh, during treatments for cancer. Mm -hmm. there, are, there are so many ways to reach out and provide support during really challenging times. And I think it's especially helpful to, say, for example, uh, uh, example elderly couples where one of the, um, you know, where the husband or wife passes and mm -hmm. the other spouse is pretty much left alone. I think yes. it's critical that first year, uh, you know, after uh, the, the event uh, and to have these kinds of connections mm -hmm. available are really, really important um, for the, really for the mortality of the surviving spouse. I think that's absolutely true. We certainly know that the occurrence of depression um, significantly impacts not just people's quality of life, but their ability to recover from mm -hmm. um, a, a health crisis. Now, in the preface, you pre present Mary Beth's story uh, mm -hmm. about Henry. Uh, can you sort of give the listeners a little bit about it um, so they get a feel for what, her, what brought her into all of this or what makes her stay in all of this, I guess? Right. Well, Mary Beth actually had an occurrence with um, just, she's had many, many occurrences in her life, and she outlined several of them in the book, but not the least of which was about uh, a man who was a complete stranger to her, but whom she met was he was hit by a car outside of her home in suburban Chicago, and he died there, uh, really, in her arms, and um, she just was so struck, I think, by how quickly life changes um, that she really sort of recognized that she wanted to do something more to try and help people who were in need. 
she also had a very close friend, and this is really how she came to, to meet up with us, a friend by the name of Kara, who was in the hospital for an extended bout of treatment for leukemia and who ultimately died, but used a care page as a, her way of gathering her community of support around her. Mm. And she tells such incredibly moving stories about Kara's battle and her eventual death, but the, the response of the community around Kara was just so powerful and so enormously uplifting at what you know, obviously was a very, very challenging time for all of her close friends. And when Mary Beth, of course, had used the care page then in, in the case of helping Kara, her friend, she then, that, that was when she had contacted us and said, you know, I'm just so struck by this service and how it's helped people. I'd like to be involved further. And that's really how she came to be involved in Care Pages and involved in writing this book. Okay, and then your introduction focuses on your and Eric's story. Mm-hmm. Um, you've, you've touched on it a bit already. Is there anything else you want to add to that for the for the listeners? Also, listeners, I want you to know it's written like a, a an interesting story, like a novel. It's not written in a very uh, clinical fashion at all, um, with a lot of you know statistics and facts and. Uh, formulas and, and lists like that. It's really written like a, a, a narrative, a, narr- um, a novel rather, and it has many tips about how to implement the suggestions that they have and um, a great deal of resources at the end of the book as well. Um, but is there anything you want to share about your and Eric's story? Well, I think that... Um I think the thing that has been so fascinating to me over the years of now being involved with Care Pages and the writing of the book and the stories that people continue to share with us is how this service has evolved and what has been important to people while they're undergoing health crisis or experiencing a health crisis for a close family member. And that is that initially when we started the company, Care Pages, we thought that this was a very practical service that would help people because, as you mentioned before, they could communicate, people could communicate with the, their diverse family of, of uh, their diverse community, rather, family and friends, without being intruded upon and without having to repeat medical information over and over and over again. So we really viewed this as a, as a practical tool. What we didn't fully appreciate at the time, but have grown to understand more and more, is how much of an emotional support tool this is, not just because the community of support is there around the patient and their caregivers, but because it allows a caregiver in particular or the patient themselves, whoever is placing information on the website, it allows the person to spend time reflecting on the experience that they're going through. And there's been much written since we started this business about the role of journaling and maintaining a diary in Mm -hmm. times of health crisis and how enormously healing that can be, that the opportunity for somebody to sit down at the end of the day and recount the challenges that they've faced, perhaps caregiving, uh, caring for a, a sick child or an elderly parent, or they themselves undergoing through bouts of chemotherapy, that using the care page as a diary, or the more common term now, of course, is blog, has been enormously therapeutic in its own right. And that is something throughout our whole experience with care pages and with the book that has really continued to just amaze us and uh, and move us in a very profound way that clearly there's the need for so much more support and emotional support in particular for patients and their family members that we've really devoted ourselves to that particular cause. We actually started a foundation last year to really address that exact issue to help provide better emotional support for patients and their, their caregivers 
uh, and proceeds from our book now go to this directly to this foundation. That's wonderful. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, I don't want you to think that this is a, a, a morbid or depressing book at all. I mean, they, they share the experiences, and it's written in a beautiful fashion, yet and still there's a lot of hope within the pages and a lot of advice about, you know, positive ways of, uh, what is it, the new beginnings and the transformations that occur. Um, I want to make sure they know that. <laughs> Thank you. You know, the tendency is to get kind of, you know. But anyway, time for a break here. Uh, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. Uh, I would like to share with you some information about my Internet mall. It's an easy way you can purchase all kinds of wonderful products at very low rates. Check regularly as I add new products often. Uh, also, Nature, Nature's Sunshine offers an extensive line of high-quality nutritional supplements for multiple vitamin, a, a boost to your immune system, weight loss support, or an herbal blend for your health concerns. They can help. Take the road to a healthier, happier life with Nature's Sunshine. My homepage, left side, learn about, purchase, or sell Nature's Sunshine products. www.amtherapies.com. And we'll be back with Sharon Langsher, co-author of We Carry Each Other. Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, cold, flu, and other ailments. Listen to me, Parthenia Izzard, Saturday mornings at 9 for Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, Parthenia Izzard, Saturday mornings at 9, only on AM 860 WWDB. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies at 610-660-7710 for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when alternative medicine therapies with psychologist Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation at 610-660-7710 and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard's radio program each Saturday morning at 9 on AM860 WWDB. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Check my website to see who my guests will be next week, February 2, 2008. Uh, at the end of that program, we will discuss the herb kudzu and part three of the asana tadasana. Uh, this is our last week on WWDB, and I will be, like I said, focusing on the Internet and uh, sat satellite radio. But I wanted to let people know this has been a wonderful place to air a program. I mean, Bruce Gilbert, the business manager, is the greatest, and Tim Holleran, the production manager, is wonderful. I will miss everyone here for sure. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to get that in because this is a wonderful place if you're looking to do a radio program, people. Um, remember William Penn's basketball team and Mark Allen. And uh, we're back with Sharon Langshire, co-author of We Carry Each Other, What to Say, What to Do, 
how to care with compassion. If you have questions for uh, Sharon, call 610-664-4100 or 866-472-6094. And uh, Sharon, we have a caller on the line, uh, Lewis from New York. Uh, good morning, Lewis. Good morning, good lady. Hi. Uh, you have... I'm fine, and I, I was wanting to speak to uh, Ms. Rangsher. Okay, <laughs> yes. What is your question? My question is, uh, how does one in, uh, try to comfort people in, uh, at these times uh, of health crisis uh, or with passing? without sounding inane or cliché? I think that's an excellent question, Lewis. I think that that's a lot of what paralyzes people when they feel that they want to reach out to their friend or family member during an illness or after a family member has passed away. There's a desire to say the right thing. And I think what, what can happen, unfortunately, is that sometimes people feel, maybe I shouldn't say anything because I'm afraid of getting it wrong. I think mm-hmm. that the worst thing that can happen is that people don't say anything because then that furthers that sense of isolation that can, that can occur in these situations. I think in these situations, again, it depends on the nature of your relationship with a family and friend, a family uh-huh. or friend. But I think that just reaching out sometimes and perhaps not saying anything but giving the person a hug can oh. be very simple. It can be as easy as saying, I want you to know I'm thinking about you. Um, Or, depending, again, on your relationship, it can be as simple as saying, I'm here if you need anything, or just saying, you know what, I'm just going to bring some food by one night um, next Thursday night, and you'll have some dinner. And the person, people often say, no, 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 I don't need anything, I'm fine, but just just going ahead and doing something. And I think that even though people are concerned about, again, saying the right or wrong thing, really the worst thing that can happen is not saying anything. So I encourage people to really say whatever they feel at that Take particular risk. time. Take a risk, exactly. That's a very nice way of putting it. Mm. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. Well, thank thank you. you. Thank you for calling, Lewis. Thank he, you. He's one of our regular callers. He calls religiously every Saturday. Great. And especially when he's inspired. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I wanted to, uh, was there something else you wanted to say um, about your story before we go on uh to talk about different aspects of the book? No, I think I had really just wanted to share with people that uh, the the book had inspired so many, and it really inspired us as well, just the reaction to it, to the extent that we wanted to create this foundation to further the availability of emotional support for patients and their caregivers in our country, that increasingly as medical care becomes more sophisticated and more technologically oriented, we recognize there's a real lack, and we're hoping that through the efforts of our foundation and the proceeds from this book that we will be able to have an impact on the emotional support of patients and their caregivers in this country. Well, you certainly have done that. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Okay, the book is um, divided in or consists of ten chapters. Um, You have Chapter 1, What Can I Do When Hard Times Hit? Challenged by the hurt of a loved one, we are called to compassion and caring. And in there, a circle of friends and the call to care for our parents. Then in Chapter 2, Moving into the Unknown, Finding Strength in Our Vulnerability and Embracing Change, 
uh, Braveheart by Jim Moon, Speak What Matters, Back in Action, Just to Be Present, Pumping Up Others with a Prescription for Empathy Workout, The Right Stuff, and that's W-R-I-T-E. And then Chapter 3, Letting Go. We can't change this or make it different, but we can move through this by giving our all to an ailing loved one. Uh, We are family, Too Soon for Long Goodbyes by Laurie Borman, giving her all to her ailing son. Uh, Chapter 4, Connection, Finding the Opening to Help One Another, Let Them Lead the Way, The End in Sight, Armed with Humor, Serving Up Solace and Support. Chapter 5, Acts of Kindness. Sometimes it's the little things that count, the circle of life support. Chapter 6, Give What You Have. It's All We Can Do. Healing Touch, You're Beautiful, It's True. A Gift of Four Words, Be Brave, Be Strong, Mike. The Call to Help Strangers. Chapter 7, As Time Moves On, The Heart and Soul of the Healing Process. Sister Act by Terry Gamble. Footprints in the Sandals. Um, Finding the Life in Loss by Paul Von Driska. Chapter 8, Caring for the Caregiver, Healing and Pain, Our Powerful Transformative Teachers, A Caring Gesture for the Cutting Edge, The Reluctant Caregiver. Chapter 9, Making Caring Visible to the World, Ordinary People Who Have Made an Extraordinary Difference, Passing on the Legacy by Michael Schmarck, Wounded Healer Shines Hope and Inspiration into the Life of a Stranger, Turning Grief into Purpose, Making a Difference to Make Things Better by Lauren Spiker. And then Chapter 10, The Etiquette of Illness and Loss, why to, What to Say and Do and What Not to Say and Do. And then you have a conclusion and the Resource Center, uh, the conclusion, Seizing the Opportunity to Help. Um, I always like to give my listeners a, a thorough outline of what they can expect in the book. And then I want to ask you, is there a special chapter or a, a chapter in the book that really is very, very special to you that you'd like to talk about first? Well, there's a story in the book that I have always been really struck by, and that is the story of a small boy um, named Mikey who was undergoing an extensive treatment um, for cancer and was in the hospital at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia for you know, quite a long period of time. And he was, um, you know, as many children are, very isolated in the war, especially while undergoing um, you know, extensive chemotherapy treatments. And he, it happened that at the same time there was construction going on right next door. They're building a new hospital wing. There was a construction worker named Rich Ritchie who, uh, you know, as many of the construction workers were, was out on the site every day. And Mikey would watch them from the window. It was sort of a form of entertainment for him. And after a time he made a sign that he held up to say hi to the, the the construction workers down there, I'm Mike. And the construction crew started writing back. They actually constructed their own signs, and they um, they wrote a sign, for example, on a particularly tough day when Mike was experiencing a lot of pain. They wrote up a big sign and hung it from the scaffolding uh, that said, Be Strong, Mike. And she just said, over time, this relationship developed, you know, just with written words between this small, this young boy and these construction workers. 
And then there was a day when finally the the construction had reached the height of Mike's um, hospital room, and they were able to cross over and visit him actually in the room. And they it became a huge you know event within the hospital. They invited the construction workers in to meet some of the kids. They um, had the kids, you know, take a tour of the facilities and have some say in, in, you know, how the rooms were being designed, et cetera. And the construction worker himself, Richard Ritchie, talks about the impact that it had on his life. And if you don't mind, I'll just read what he said. Mm -hmm. He said, Mike changed the course of my life. Let's just say I was a real hardcore guy with not a lot of compassion, but I'd look forward to seeing this kid every day waving at me and smiling and excited about our construction. Mm. I realized then that anything can happen to you at any time, and I look at life completely differently thanks to him. And I think that's a lot of what we write about in this book is, is really being open to the experience of helping people around you. And, uh, you know, we try to provide some very practical tips for doing that, but there are times when really just being creative along the way is, uh, is often the best route to follow. I agree 100%. Um, the, I, there's one chapter that, well, acts of kindness. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it's the little things like that count, um, the circle of support. Could you sort of tell the, author, the authors, the listeners, a little bit about that chapter? Yeah, the acts of kindness chapter really is, we, we did attempt to make things very practical there and share with um, sort of in the middle, one of the things that I enjoy is just to share some of the really practical stories that people shared with us. This is a chapter that centers around a woman by the name of Catherine Wilcox, whose son, um, Isaac, at five, was um, injured in a car accident. And he was very, very ill for a long period of time. But she was just so struck by people's you know, assistance, how people wanted to reach out and help them. Could you hold that, that thought for a second? We're coming up on break. Thank you. You're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. We'll be back with Sharon Langshire co-author of We Carry Each Other, Getting Through Life's Toughest Time. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies at 610-660-7710 for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with psychologist Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation at 610-660-7710 and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard's radio program each Saturday morning at 9 on AM 860 WWDB. Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, cold, flu, and other ailments. Listen to me, Parthenia Izzard, Saturday mornings at 9 for Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with an holistic approach. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, Parthenia Izzard, Saturday mornings at 9, only on AM 860 WWDB. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom 
with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. The discounted initial visit to my office this week will go to the first caller who shares a random act of kindness uh, that they received or that was bestowed upon some, or that they received or was bestowed upon someone. Uh, we are back with Sharon Langshire, co-author of We Carry Each Other: What to Say, What to Do, How to Care with Compassion. Call 610-664-4100 or 866-472-6094 with your questions. And remember my book, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. Purchase it on my site. Okay, Sharon, um, you want to finish with uh, the acts of kindness, and then I'm going to want your what we call words of wisdom at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'll practice those. Well, just to finish up the acts of kindness, this was uh, I was talking about a woman by the name of Catherine Wilcox whose five-year-old son was injured in a car accident, and they had a very prolonged stay in a hospital. And she was, uh, Catherine just talked about, she was struck by how people tried to reach out to them and not always knowing what to do. People from her office, her coworkers, for example, filled a hospital survival kit and it was everything that the, they might all need, including toiletries and toys for the kids and um, just just very basic needs that the family might have when they were in the hospital for a lo- prolonged period of time. But she said also just messages that people sent them were incredibly valuable. And I think that really speaks to the nature of the chapter, which is really um, aimed at being very practical. So that, for example, um, some of the acts of kindness that we suggest are things from as I mentioned before with your caller, Lewis, don't be afraid to get it wrong. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably my, my most profound <laughs> statement is, is exactly that, that when people are going through a crisis, uh, the very best thing you can do is reach out. And it can be, as you know, again, as I've said before, it can be as, as mu- a little as leaving a message on a voicemail system or writing a note and uh, posting it or place, sending an email or a notice on a care page if that's appropriate. But it can be more compli- more complex than that, and depending on your nature, the nature of your relationship, it can be things like going to stay at the hospital to give the care break, caregiver a break. Oftentimes, parents of an ill child don't want to leave their children alone in the hospital at all. Mm-hmm. And I've had that experience myself when our son was ill, and that the very best thing somebody could do for me was to come and say, I'm going to sit with your son for an hour. Why don't you go take a walk or go and get a meal or a cup of coffee? to sit somewhere outside of the hospital because really you can be there 24 hours a day and uh, the days just become a blur. It can be something also you know, akin to visiting a friend at the hospital and uh, just bringing them flowers or balloons or an interesting book or you know, something to help them while away the time. For friends who are in the hospital and who are more critically ill, be sensitive to the fact that staying for a long time can be too taxing to a patient. And so just stopping by and staying for five or ten minutes is enough to say, I'm here and I'm thinking about you, but um, to try not to overstay a welcome for people who are too tired. I mentioned sort of helping out with everyday tasks. Certainly for caregivers, the stress of maintaining care for a, a, a family member but also managing daily life, perhaps with other children at home, with all the day-to-day responsibilities um, can be overwhelming and offering to do simple tasks around the house, such as mowing the lawn or cleaning their house or doing their laundry, depending on how well you know the person, um, can be very appropriate. Well, you know, Really, Sharon, the whole chapter is filled with practical tips like that. I want to thank you so much for spending this time with us this morning and for being a co-author in such a wonderful book. 
And um, we wish you the best and um, continued success with Care Pages. Thank you so much, Bertina. I enjoyed the time. Thank you. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for our herb of the day, kava. Yes, kava, kava. The parts used medicinally are the roots. Uh, phytochemicals include cinnamic acid, mycetoxicity, um, and it induces, according to Balk and Balk, it induces physical and mental relaxation, acts as a diuretic, uh, and gastrointestinal tonic, relieves muscle spasms and eases pain. It is helpful for anxiety and anxiety disorders, insomnia, stress-related disorders, menopausal symptoms, and urinary tract infections. Uh, It can cause drowsiness. Uh, If this occurs, discontinue use or reduce the amount taken. It should not be combined with alcohol, of course, and not recommended for people under the age of 18, pregnant women, nursing mothers, or individuals who suffer from depression or take take certain prescription drugs, especially anti-anxiety drugs. And now for our yoga sauna, Tadasana, part one and two. Uh, you stand straight facing forward. Keep the feet together and toes and heels in line. Big toes and centers of inner ankles touching. For a moment, lift the soles of the feet. Stretch them forward from the centers of the arches. Then put them down. Now raise the heels. Extend them back from the centers of the arches and put them down again. The soles of the feet are now extended. Keep all the toes down and stretch them forward, not forgetting the little toes. Keep the weight even on the inner and outer edges of both feet and on the heels and soles. Be light on the feet and keep the arches uh, lifted. Extend the legs up vertically. Lift the inner and outer ankles and stretch the Achilles tendons up. Lift the shin bones. Extend the calf muscles and the skin of the front legs up. Keep the legs facing forward and join the inner knees. Lock the knees by drawing the kneecaps into the joints and drop the inner and outer knees back. Open and stretch the backs of the knees without straining them. Lift the thigh bones and pull the thigh muscles up right to the tops of the thighs. Compress the thighs and draw the muscles toward the bones. Normally, the skin and flesh of the thighs sag. When they are drawn up, they become parallel to the bones. This happens in the other parts of the body also. Finally, tuck in the skin and flesh at the top of the back and top at the back top of the backs of the thighs. Uh, create space between the thighs and the trunk at the front sides and back. Lift the hips, move the coccyx and sacrum forward and up, and lengthen the spine and the trunk. Keeping the pubis tucked back, move the lower abdomen and abdominal organs up and back without tensing them. And lightly compress the muscles around the anus to the raise the coccyx and sacrum, draw the buttock muscles up. Tuck in the waist from all sides and stretch it up to create space between the pelvis and rib cage. Move the kidney area further into the body. Next week, we'll do part three. Okay, you've been listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard, at WWDB 860 AM, simulcast on the Internet Achieve Radio. Check my website to see who my guest will be next week, February 2, uh, 2008. At the end of that program, we will discuss the herb kudzu, and part three of the Asana Tadasana. This week's the last week at WWDB for me, and I will be focusing on Internet and satellite radio. You can use the link on my site to listen to the program live on your computer, iPod, cell phone, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Now remember, second Saturdays of the month with Monique Chapman at the end of those programs. So we will have Monique's moments again, February 9, 2008. She will share her intuition 
about world and caller issues. There's a link for advertising on the program on my site, email inquiries, resumes, and or recordings to consult at amtherapies.com. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers the public iridology and kinesiology assessments, uh, consultations in nutrition, meditation, acupressure, psychosocial consultations. Go to www.amtherapies.com for my blog to purchase my book, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health and Nature Sunshine Products. Subscribe to my newsletter, hear past programs, see the show's guest list, or keep an ear out for Nemecolon's next Turning Point Retreat. Tell them Parthenia sent you. And, uh, yes, Ken, it's been nice these last couple of weeks. You keep up the good work. I'd just like to say you will be missed. It was an honor and a pleasure to work with you, and you are and always will be the queen of wellness. (laughs) Thank you so much. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. Everyone, be well. Okay, so that's that. I forgot that that was the last show I did with WWDB. Um, WWDB was a, a terrestrial station out here in the Pennsylvania area. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So now, tomorrow... Um, February 1, 2012, yes, we're starting the month of February. Um, I will be doing a rebroadcast of a program with, uh, just a second, with uh, Elijah Free. Uh, He's the author of Apprentice to Angels, uh, where he talks about being a healer. And then, actually, he works with... um, surgeons and the like in a hospital, I believe out in Chicago, uh, with his uh, intuition and his, um, apparently he gets assistance from uh, angels to help him with his uh, diagnoses and recommendations about things. And then on Thursday, February 2, 2012, I will rebroadcast my Ruth Francis Hoskins program. She's the author of Dream Moments. She talks a lot about intuition and dream interpretation and such. And then also I want you to remember that next week, Tuesday, February 7, 2012, we will be live with Shayapa Tenzin Rinpoche. He's the only English-speaking Tibetan Lama and the author of Living Fully, Finding Joy in Every Breath. He's a Buddhist spiritual leader with a lot of wisdom to share. So that will be next week, Tuesday, live. Okay, so I, um, let me see, there's, let me give you a little bit of information. Well, you know Alternative Medicine Therapy sponsors a significant portion of the program, and uh, that is the company through which I do my private practice in alternative medicine. And I can I look with I interact with clients face to face as well as remotely, and uh, right now I have some remote consultation spaces available. Um, but in terms of face to face time slots, I won't have any more of those until the summer. But <clears throat> excuse me. I also want to let you know that I'm assisting and taking some students to Europe uh, in May of this year, and. Uh, if there are any people interested in supporting that financially, it would be a great help because these students don't have funds for this kind of thing. And there, I think I 
uh, invited some 43 students, and uh, a small number of them have been able to come up with the funds. So I decided to put that out there, and if there's anybody interested in making a contribution, because they are school students and it's affiliated with the school system, so it could be a you know it would be a tax deductible donation. So if there's anybody interested in supporting that kind of thing, please send me an email at consult at amtherapies.com or send a number, uh, send a number, make a call, place a call to 610-658-0135. If you the uh, 800 number, it's on my website, www.amtherapies.com. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. Be well, everyone. 